the B2B Marketing Podcast. My name is Lucy Gilman. I work on the content team at B2B Marketing and I'll be your host today. Joining me, we have Revere's Alison Dodd to discuss telling authentic brand stories. So first things first, Alison, could you just tell us a bit about yourself and about Revere? Yeah, hi, um, I'm Ali Dodd, get called Ali rather than Alison, <laughs> just by choice. And I'm the Chief Strategy Officer at Revere. Um, Revere is a really strategic B2B technology marketing agency. And so my role is really to help our clients go to market in the most effective way possible so that they really show up for their target audiences and stand out in their category. Um, So that means I kind of develop and lead our strategic marketing services, um, all of which are really designed to reveal the human centered value that our client brands can offer their buyers. So this value is really essential today to being seen, noticed, heard and remembered. You know, there's lots of noise and disinterest out there. Um, But, you know, this really plays into Revere's own purpose, which is B2B marketing with meaning. So we do apply that intelligence about the buyer's world in order to develop that really meaningful marketing that's deserving of their time, attention and trust. Um, So my role is really essential to the strategic approach that underpins all of that. Okay, great. Perfect. And we're obviously here today to talk about brand authenticity. And it seems to me that marketing kind of has a tendency to throw throw around terms like authenticity and inauthenticity haphazardly and, you know, slapping them on stories and brands without really any meaning behind it. So to kick things off, how would you define brand authenticity? Yeah, I think you're right. It's easy to see that the meaning quickly gets very lost. Um, there's so much theory and debate around this, but I think there's there's a lot less on the practicalities actually of how to be authentic. And it's funny because we know what authenticity means. We know what authentic means, you know, words like real and genuine and reliable and accurate. And we also have a really good idea of why it's so important because the society we live in today is very switched on eyes on um you know but when you apply that to a brand or when you attempt to do that particularly a b2b brand it becomes really complicated and i think that's because it needs to be an action and not just a word Um, and also you have to really want to be an authentic brand from very deep within your business actually for it to have, have the impact that you want Um, And if you don't address both of those, brand authenticity can really become a tick box. It can sit on the sidelines. It can sort of get lost somewhere in the business. So in in order to answer your question, I would define brand authenticity as twofold, really. It's having the business mentality to be more genuine and meaningful and then taking action to do that. So it's really about having the confidence to be more human, to reveal who you really are as a business and having the desire to do the right things for the right reasons and mean what you say. Um, And then it's actually about going and doing those things. But what's really critical is you can't just jump straight into that second part. You can't just jump into action and try and figure out what that looks like and backwards engineer it. You've got to want to do it first. Um, otherwise, you don't know what you can do or what you should be focusing on as an authentic brand. So that's probably not the straightforward answer that you're expecting. But I think by turning authenticity into a, a sort of quick job to be done, it isn't going to make it be meaningful for your brand or for your buyers. So it's really good intentions followed by good actions. Mm. And what about in, inauthenticity? How would you go about defining that? 
So that's a little bit simpler. <laughs> but it's essentially when those two levers that I mentioned aren't working or they aren't working in harmony. So either your intentions aren't good and pure from the outset or your actions aren't necessarily genuine and meaningful. So, you know, that could be like a, an artificial intention where you're creating a false representation of your business so it looks good. Not always, you know, with a bad intention, but you, that's just the way it comes across. And often this is when brands kind of say one thing externally and then do something else internally. So there's some inconsistency there. Um, or it might be an insincere action that you do where you sort of attach yourself to a social cause or something to do with the environment, but it doesn't really fit with who you are as a business, your inherent DNA, how you, you know, your culture is, your policies, your values, and importantly, what your buyers um, kind of are, you know, and who, what they care about. So if you don't really mean it or believe in it, then you're essentially being inauthentic in the eyes of the, of the people that matter it's like that saying and that doing are kind of intrinsically interlinked you can't have one without the other absolutely absolutely and and purpose really is an action rather than a word so it, it you know and I think a lot of people get caught up in the what are we going to do and then you know and some people jump straight into how we're going to do it and it's really important that both those things have kind of equal consideration amazing and it seems to me that when we talk about you know communicating your brand purpose and building, you know, brand authenticity that trust is one of the core pillars of this. You know, you can't just, as a company, put a message out and say you care about something, you share the, the same values as your customers and expect people to believe that. So when it comes to building this brand authenticity, how can companies build that trust with audiences and show that they're both walking the walk and talking the talk at the same time? Oh, yeah, trust is fundamental. And we all know... Trust has always been fundamental, but we know that now more than ever, I think it's at a bit of an all time low, actually. And, and it's so important that you keep your customers, you know, especially, you know, in our world, it's B2B technology where, but, you know, customers can upgrade their technology. Um, you know, it can be a really long lifetime value is kind of the opportunity that's there if the trust remains. So. The, but the point about trust is it has to be earned over time. It, it's built up bit by bit into a meaningful relationship between the brand and the buyer or the brand and the employee, depending. But even though you've built up this, I'm going to call it a bucket of trust, you have to know that it can leak or it can fall over or it can be tipped over. It, it's never truly safe unless you protect it and maintain it. And as I say, this is so true today. And in B2B, where buying cycles are longer those relationships are so essential but if buyers feel that a company isn't necessarily being genuine or proving trustworthy they might call you out trust can be lost it can certainly be diminished so to keep building that trust up you need to consistently do what you say as you said um, there's an old saying which I'm sure we remember which is if you don't have anything nice to say don't say anything at all I always remember my my um, my grand saying that to me and in the same way, if a brand's sustainability credentials or other credentials aren't quite where they should be, don't talk about them. Um, and I think that's, you know, that's something, a trap that a lot of brands have fallen into. But if you genuinely plan to address an issue or you are in the middle of addressing an issue that really matters to your employees, your buyer, your industry, your community, then really act on the promise 
Um, and the only way to do that is to make sure your values are really clear, that they're upheld throughout your business, that your values are reflected in how you act internally, and that your values align with your external promises um, out to your buyers. Because trust is built on truth, and there's no shortcuts really to walking the talk on your values and beliefs. Um, and it's so critical to remember that you must have good intentions and be prepared to show a longer term commitment to authenticity. So don't be tempted to attach yourself to a random trend or a cause that's not relevant. Do things for the right reasons and show that you have those real opinions, those values and those commitments. And at the start, you said you think that trust is at an all time low. What do you mean by this and why do you think it's so low? And do you think that's specifically in B2B or is that more characteristic? I think it's I think it's in general and I think it's more characteristic. I think it's because of how society is today. So we're obviously going through a lot. <laughs> We've been through the pandemic, you know, economic crisis, environmental crisis. It, it feels like a lot is going on at one point, you know, so particularly now. And I think there's a lot of businesses have been caught out for being inauthentic. Um, and it's just the general mood, I think, where, you know, the, the pandemic felt kind of very quick and suddenly our whole world changed. And I think there's just a general lack of trust, actually. I don't think it's just B2B, but I think a lot of businesses are being held up to be accountable for right you've got this influence you've got this power you need to stand up and help improve our world so i think it's it's come very much from that kind of mood but i th do think businesses in particular are being kind of put you know put and sort of have fingers pointed at them and said right what are you going to do to help so i think that's where it's come from so on the more strategy side of things if you as an organization you want to speak out on a societal issue and you want to communicate to your audience that you share the same values where should that impetus come to, come from is it top down or is that just too binary and simplistic of you i think i think it it it's ideal if it comes from top down but I don't think it's absolutely necessary. So I mentioned that authenticity can't really be a side project. It has to be really woven throughout the business and out into the world, like a kind of thread that runs through. So really, whether it does come from the top down or it's driven up through advocates within the organisation, I think the key is that everyone gets on board. And that's how you're going to drive those internal actions. You know, employees start you know, sharing this belief system and these values. And then they obviously can take it out to customers who believe what you do. So it becomes a little kind of belief machine, if you like. And of course, this is far easier when the business naturally has a genuine stand on a particular issue, um, because you can all get behind that. But any organisation wanting to speak up and act will need the full support of the executive team, whichever way it goes up or down through the business. And there's a few reasons for this, because if it's about a social issue, you're kind of sticking your head up and saying, this is what we believe in and this is what we think about this. This is our opinion. And that's really empowering for a business. But obviously it could be quite exposing depending on what it is. So you need to be comfortable with that at the highest level in the business. Authenticity also comes from wanting to drive a real change and acting on it. So chances are this will need endorsement and investment at this level. Um, and to make sure that your business operations are aligned and all of those things and your employee experiences are aligned. 
Um, and also really important when it comes to authenticity, this is not a commercially driven initiative. So, you know, it go, goes against the grain a little bit of the business, which is that you shouldn't really be expecting short-term sales from doing this. Um, and if you are, you're not necessarily doing it with the right intentions. So, you know, it may lead to loyalty and profit down the line organically, of course, because you're doing things that will appeal to your buyers, but that cannot be why you do it. Um, so it's a real mindset shift. So it's important that the executive team are completely on board with it. Do you think it's just blatantly obvious when companies are speaking out on a certain issue for commercial reasons? And do you think that that's always a bad thing? Yes, to play devil's advocate on my own question. <laughs> um, I think I think it's starting to become blatantly obvious um, for various reasons, some of which I'll probably go into. But I think I think it's it's one of those things where the inauth the inauthenticity starts to shine through a little bit because it's a bit too glossy the way it's talked about it feels a little bit fake and and it's really easy to go and find out as well whether there's evidence to back it up um and I've completely forgot the second part of your question so that's unhelpful isn't it is it always <laughs> a bad thing if companies speak on issue for commercial reasons ah okay um so in terms of whether it's a bad thing if businesses speak out um sort of with a commercial mindset I think at the end of the day nobody expects a business to not be a business right so I think that's fundamental to say that um, I think it's almost when you're trying to claim one thing while doing another so so it's fine to kind of say this is our business this is our products our services this is our value to you um, but don't then sort of attach it to a social issue like the environment or something like that. I think it's about having those two things as very separate streams, but coming from one very single-minded purpose um, that, that's kind of where your authenticity sits. So I think it's just, just don't mix, <laughs> don't mix the streams too much, I think. Yeah. And so let's say you as an organization, you've decided to speak out on a societal issue. What is marketing's role in communicating and building brand authenticity and telling these stories and how can marketers make sure that they're doing so in an authentic way? Yes, yeah, so really important. This is obviously all about telling authentic brand stories and the irony is not lost on me because obviously we're not talking about stories in the sense of um, making anything up. It's all about being genuine, but it's also important to tell those stories you know tell those stories you're still trying to engage audiences and so this absolutely does sit with marketing and not just because we're the brand storytellers but also because we're the voice of the customer and much of this is being driven by our customers and 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 people of the world and our employees so you know the voice we're hearing at the moment is passionate it's opinionated it's skeptical and it's amplified across digital channels you know every ind individual voice is now a collective about these things so as b2b marketers we must answer this buyer this buyer of today and show that they're doing business with a company that's honest transparent empathetic real and worthy of their trust so yeah marketers are best place to communicate what the brand really stands for and champion the values that will support and serve buyers better 
Um, and another role of marketing is actually to advocate this, this mindset change within the business. So, you know, in order for us to be able to actively share the brand's purpose, values and actions with complete confidence, we have to make sure that we're not going to have like someone over there saying something different and that everyone's kind of aligned on it and really be that advocate up through the business. Um, because we're being accountable to our employees and our customers. We, we're really adopting the behaviours, principles and responsibilities that they want to see. So it's really critical that we tell brand stories that come from the very heart of the business and that the whole business is on side. And that way, your convictions and your integrity as a business can really show up in your communications. Um, and there's a, there's a few pointers on to kind of help with that and to sort of help to do that more meaningfully and with transparency, which is, you know, first of all, just being yourself is different. The, the tricky bit is identifying <laughs> who, who you are. Um, so, you know, there's a huge opportunity in B2B to stand for more than profit. And, but you do really have to think about what do we stand for? So it's about taking some time to review who you are as a business, what you can enable, what you align with or who you align with. And it's important to start really simple. I think you don't have to, it doesn't have to be a grand purpose. It doesn't have to be a big social issue. Uh, probably shouldn't be political, I would say, um, because also you have to be really careful on what you do chime in on. Um, it should be relevant and reflective of who you are as a brand and your buyer's world and what you all care about. What are those points of difference? So, you know, if you're selling technology if that's to do with customer experience, it might be we, you know, we're making experiences better and everything is driven from that. Um, you also need to mean what you say, as we've alluded to. So this is the time to discover your voice and add value to your words. Um, so it's not a tone, it's about meaningful perspectives driven by your values, driven by who you are as a business because you've just figured out who you are as a business. And you need to make sure that this voice carries across every channel, you write how you talk to people, you show that you are humans behind the brand. And this should really start to translate into all of, you, all of your narratives and communications so that buyers always feel like they're kind of part of this immersive conversation. And don't be afraid to share the struggle. Um, as marketers, we inherently want everything to be perfect. Um, but to be truly authentic, we need to peel back some of that gloss. We need to show we're vulnerable and empathetic. We need to admit to mistakes, show our good intentions and say what we're doing, be open about that. And, and really kind of go behind the scenes, you know, be informal, you know, we, oh, we've got great quality control. Look how great, look at what we put into doing great quality control. Look at our manufacturing processes, look at our culture. And it's really kind of being very open about that and addressing any queries or misconceptions that anyone has about your brand on social media and things like that, and being quite responsive as well. So it's just little things like that that we can do as marketers to really kind of navigate this and bring this to life. And I think we spoke about it a bit earlier, how customers nowadays are really, you know, a bit more clued up on the question of authenticity and really want organisations to shout about the values that they care for. And I think that's particularly true with Gen Z. And, you know, as they become an employer, an employee and customer base, I think 
if you look at surveys like the Edelman Trust Barometer, it's clear that they're very tough on these questions. And so as they enter the workforce more and more, what does this mean for companies and B2B marketing more generally? Do you think we're entering kind of a golden era of purpose-led marketing? Um, we Well, without generalising too much about the generations, we definitely now seem to have a few poster generations for authenticity, that's true. Because as well as Gen Z, millennials tend to prefer that real and organic over perfect and packaged, I think. And they are obviously our rising employee, employees, our rising customers, as you say, our rising professionals. And they are much more likely to spot what's inauthentic, particularly in a digital space. Um, they're obviously more fluent, not only in digital, but just this whole trend for authenticity, you know, like TikTok and things like that. Um, and also they're not kind of weighed down by a traditional marketing background of how things used to be done before the world kind of changed. Um, so that's so valuable actually to brands because we all now live in a digital world, you know, that's a fact. And also because online lives forever. So if you put something out online, it's not going to go away. You know, if you had a brochure that you weren't very proud of back in the day, you could go, oh, well, that will just go out of circulation. But actually, you know, your brand kind of lives there, good and bad, you know. So um, it's so valuable that they kind of have this viewpoint and it's so inherent to them um, because we live in the information age, right? And they really understand things like people do lots of research early on in a buyer journey. Um, they do it themselves. They do lots of research. Um, you can go and fact check claims that brands are making in real time. And they do, you know, that they're on their phones kind of checking stuff. Um, and, you know, so this influence on organizations, whether as an employee or a customer, should really help to drive up standards around authenticity, integrity and transparency, help brands stay true to the new type of buyer that's coming through, through these shared values, and really allow us to move on from those sort of traditional mindsets and approaches that we used to have. Um, and this generation is super suspicious of being sold to, they think there's a catch. Uh, they want brands to be more candid and tell them the real story. And they want to engage with brands that are making commitments to serving the greater good beyond the company, the, the profits itself. Um, and all of this, I think, is nothing but a good thing to help businesses see, see the world through their eyes as they become the buyers and the employees. Um, and I think that they will really help to shape the authentic brand stories of the future. But I do think it will take time for that to be to become the standard. Um, and obviously, with time comes different technologies, different changes, next generations. So everything keeps shifting. Um, but the pursuit of authenticity is a really positive step for brands and they can undoubtedly influence our ability to sort of step up and embrace this imperfection and this honesty that they kind of want from us. I think it's kind of a tale of two halves because with this you know, new type of buyer and this younger generation coming up into the workforce, the pressure is clearly on for companies to speak on a certain issue but I think with that pressure, you give rise to purpose washing and companies just jumping on a bandwagon and speaking without or speaking without really without real meaning behind their words because they want to keep their customers and their employees happy, happy but they have to tell these stories in an authentic way. So how can marketers kind of navigate this awkwardness? 
Yeah, and and it and it really is tough. I think you know, at the end of the day, not all it's not always what we read, right? So not all brands are trying to mislead or have bad intentions necessarily. And like you say, it's really easy to get passionate and want to respond and be seen to responding. It's also human nature to to think that relating yourself to a cause will send the right message. But, you know, the truth is you're more likely to lose trust in customers by not doing as you say and not backing any of that up. So the only way to navigate that successfully is to take a step back, consider what you care about or are doing something about across and outside the business and talk about that. Otherwise, you're in danger of paying lip service or making claims that you can't validate. Um, and honesty actually is the best policy here. Um, either from the from you know today is a new day. This is the starting point. Or acknowledge your past actions. I mean, it's important to say that a lot of businesses have been in business for a lot longer um, than this was something they had to think about. So there's probably a lot of of decisions that were made that don't align with with this thinking today and that's okay um it's it's more about kind of just acknowledge that and say what you are doing from this point on or or you know explaining why you did what you did and i think it's just that kind of thing because it is often how you handle situations as much as anything so you know if you've used your voice to say something but you can't back it up 100 percent or there's a disconnect within the business where you say one thing and then you know it's found out that you don't really do that across the whole business um, or anything that might come to light. I think it's about showing your vulnerability and being open where you can um, about that. And then focusing on your fresh commitment um, you know, with your deep rooted intention to show that you're making progress. Um, and as B2B marketers, we must really help the wider business to understand and to champion this because authenticity takes time, it takes patience, and it's not about driving commercial gains, but building trust and respect. And, and so it's really difficult to actually, you know, get this, um, get this into everyone's kind of understanding, I think. And so the way to do it is to start by making small moves you know, think about kind of what your intentions are, experiment, test and learn with your advocates inside and outside the business. Definitely don't build grand master plans because they will get out of date. But you can have things like a brand story where you have like core messaging that um, everything can then start from that point. So everyone's everyone across the business can access this starting point to ensure consistency and relevancy across different teams. Um, and obviously you don't go for the really kind of um, the sort of platitude type things, which is, you know, stock imagery and color palettes that say green or climate um, and, you know, or a purpose-led tagline when there's no depth behind it, or these really picture-perfect communications that really don't reflect your business or the world, um, because they just don't have the impact today, and they're also open to scrutiny. And I guess just to wrap everything up that we've been talking about, you know, what are some of the consequences of this lip service and some of the dangers of purpose washing on the industry as a whole, and what what does the future look like for companies who keep on getting this wrong and keep on being inauthentic under the guise of authenticity? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, you don't want to get all too overly dramatic, but we've definitely all seen the stories about companies that 
have been called out for purpose washing or greenwashing, and they tend to sort of respond quite quickly because you have to, right? And the fact remains that many more are going to get found out, many more are going to get caught out. Um, again, because I think companies are very unsure about you know what this looks like um you know and the irony of all this is the more that purpose gets washed the more it becomes a dirty word actually um but it can reflect badly on brands and it can reflect badly on businesses the b2b world as a whole um because essentially it and it starts to affect things like the choices that buyers make down the line so you know um obviously this whole thing about right 95% of buyers are out of market at any one time. So there's only 5% that are in market. So if you think about that, you know, you're relying on things like brand memories and, and, you know, hoping they'll pick you down the line when they are in market. So things like that, it's, it's really important that you get those positive reviews and brand memories and things going on very early. So that's going to be impacted by it. Um, companies will also be less able to compete with you know kind of newer or more disruptive companies that come in that you know today is their day one they have no baggage or anything like that they're they're agile they're purpose-driven from the outset um so that's much more difficult for to be able to compete with those and of course ultimately they won't be aligning with the buyers and employees of today and of the future that are looking for authenticity and are choosing businesses based on what else they stand for and so you know it's really important that you think about the fact that purpose does have the power to drive higher growth it can help create new markets um, it can change the rules of the game if done right and so purpose washing just dampens all of that down really um, it has a negative impact potentially on reputation and revenue because the trust is lost um, but i think you know the issue is that purpose is such a loaded term and one that can really distract from the whole point, which is to practice responsibility and transparency in what you do as a business. Um, so when it comes to telling authentic brand stories, it really comes down to you have to apply heart and you have to apply honesty. Um, those good intentions and those good transparent actions and really focus on that. And hopefully all should be okay. Great. Right. Well, I think that is a perfect place to leave it. So thank you for taking the time to speak with me today. And thank you to our listeners. And to keep up to date with the latest pod podcast episodes, head over to b2bmarketing.net forward slash podcast. So thank you. Thank you so much.